Do you remember the last time you made a promise? Was it a big promise? It was a little one. Was it to someone who was close to you? Now promises, they look at what's to come. Usually the things that we want to see coming in the future. When you make a promise, you're giving someone your word that you are going to do your best to see that promise through. You're making a commitment. Even if that promise is for something that is seemingly small and insignificant in the eyes of the world, it's still important for those parties that the promise is joining together. Now in the Bible, the prophets were speakers of God's promise. Many times these men and women spoke words of hope and assurance pointing to God's everlasting love, his covenant faithfulness for his people. But more often than not, God spoke through the prophets to call his people to repentance, to turn away from self-centered living, to turn away from sin, to turn back to him. In those times, the prophets declared God's promise of what was to come should the people continue on in their unrepentant path. Now this morning, you've heard a couple of prophets. Malachi was the last prophet of the Old Testament. His name means my messenger. He's delivering a wake-up call to God's people who have been returned back from exile and are now living once again restored in the promised land. But all is not as it should be. Through Malachi, God calls the people to living faith, to active faith, which is not mere dead ritual and going through the motions of worship. And then, in Luke's gospel account today, the next prophet recorded in scripture is John. Between Malachi and John, There's been a silence of over 450 years, and now God's word is speaking out again, publicly proclaimed through the prophet. John himself is a promise from God. Hear the father's, hear his father Zechariah's words on that day that he named his son. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. And really, John is the final prophet of the Old Testament era. He's pointing ahead to the good news of Jesus, that promise that God has made his people, the ultimate sign of God's everlasting love, his covenant faithfulness. The Lord himself is coming. And he is bringing salvation and rescue to his people. John is the royal messenger. The voice that is calling out in the wilderness for the people to prepare the way of the Lord. A new era is dawning. Through John, God again issues the call for all people to repent. To turn. To make ready for the coming of the king overthrow the wilderness let the royal road high and low be made level let what is crooked become straight let no hurdle 
or obstacle or impediment and stumbling block of sin remain in your life. Now John offered his hearers a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. It was a clean start. It was a new slate. But here we are, 2,000 years later. We're here as Christians, people who have been baptized into Christ's own baptism. His life, his death, his resurrection. Jesus has, took our, he has taken our place. He has faithfully done all things well for you and for me. A new era? It is dawn. Now, this weekend marks the second Sunday in Advent. We've lit two candles on the Advent wreath. That second candle, the candle of peace. You see it up on the digital banners here, that word peace. But peace, particularly in the Old Testament, is much more than the absence of conflict. The word in Hebrew is shalom. It means completeness, wholeness, that things are the way that they should be. Now I, I need shalom. What about you? Has everyone kept all the promises that they have made to you? If you kept all of yours? Yeah, we need shalom. And the good news is that we have it. We can light the candle of peace today because God keeps his promises. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the son of promise. Look all the way back to Genesis 3 and hear God's words of judgment against the serpent in the Garden of Eden. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. There God spoke a promise to send a savior into this world that had fallen into sin and incompleteness. A world that needs shalom. The promise of peace. The act of commitment by God for Adam and Eve and all their descendants. That promise would be kept in Christ. For Jesus' sake, your sins, your brokenness, your incompleteness, they are all freely remitted. They're wiped out. As St. Paul writes in Romans, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justified by his gift of faith, you have peace with God. That's his promise to you today. What then shall we do? Luke records that three groups of people respond to John's call to repent, asking about what repentance would look like in their lives. Now, John replied with some pretty clear instructions, and there's still good instructions for today, even if you are not a soldier or a tax collector. Generally speaking, repentance for Christians means having sorrow for your sin, not wanting to turn back into it, and trusting in the promise of God in Christ. So turn away from all those things which are calling you away from God. Live in humble and loving service to others in the vocations that God has put into your care. 
As Christians, you and I are called to live life in the promise of peace with God in Christ. What then shall we do? In this season of Advent, this time of repentance and preparation, how will you who live in Jesus, who live in the Son of Promise, respond to the prophet's call to repent? The fruits of repentance are still very much a part of the Christian life. For parents, be patient with your children. Model God's love for them. For children, honor your parents. Respect them as God's ambassadors to you. For students, be honest in your studies. Be kind to your classmates. For employees, be hardworking and diligent above board in all your dealings with your clients and your supervisors. If we want to sum it all up, be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful. Here again, St. Paul's words from our epistle this morning. Be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. The promise of peace with God, it's yours. It's yours through Jesus Christ, who is the son of promise. So repent. Make ready for the coming of the king. And go in peace. Amen.